Welcome to the Dr. Wayne Dyer Radio Podcast. Discover the wisdom and remarkable insights of Dr. Dyer, world-renowned spiritual teacher and foremost authority on how the power of your mind creates your world. So we've got people rolling in here. I've got a couple of uh, interesting international calls. Um, let's actually, let's start with that. Let's go to Andy, and he's calling from Liverpool in the it's UK. one of the Beatles. Hello? Yeah, on line four. Hi, Andy. You're on with Dr. Wayne Dyer. <laughs> hey, how you doing? <laughs> hey, Andy, how are you? Is this one of the Beatles? Hey, I'm the one with a really short, bad haircut. Right. Well, I'm the one. I'm the one with no hair, so we're we're even. Hey. Oh, Wayne. First of all, I've got to tell you, mate. You are um, you are so loved over here. You've got your own fan club, honestly. Um, oh, well, thank, thank you. you. I was so just much. there. I just spoke in London a, a few weeks ago. Yep. And some of my dear friends were there, and they said it was one of the most enlightening nights of their life. You, oh. honestly, the love the love you've got, Wayne, is it spreads across the Atlantic like nobody's business. Thank you so much for the love you. I go to bed each night and I play a transform 101 ways. You'll, you make things feel, it will be okay. Be at peace. Thank you so much, Wayne. Love you. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you. God bless you. What a wonderful call. Thank you today. I appreciate that, Andy. No, thank you, Wayne. Thank mm-hmm. you. And thank you for taking my call. I'm absolutely overawed and actually talking to you, but so I'll try and get to the point. Okay. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um I was very fortunate, you know, for the last 10 years, I've had the most wonderful life. I've had just the best friends, the best love, the most fantastic memories. Everything was just perfect. Then um, I made a few decisions that perhaps in hindsight were wrong, but I know it's part of the bigger plan. Um, I quit. um, I I ended a relationship with a lovely girl because I didn't think it was going to last because it wasn't enough. X factor there, if that's the right thing, enough passion, if that's the right word. Um, I quit a career which was everyone else thought was brilliant, and I was very well paid and had all the responsibility, etc., etc. But I didn't feel fulfilled. Um, I then met someone, and fortunately, you know, I met someone, and we got pregnant after just two months. Um, and I've tried my hardest to, to work with this, um, with this. Well, my my ex-partner, unfortunately, she won't let me see my child now. Um, And now I feel as though I'm on a downward spiral, like um, I've um, I've not been able to see my child. I've not, my my financial situation has gone through the floor. Um, I know what I need to be doing, and I've I've been doing your meditations again, you know, the the R's and the Mm -hmm. O's, etc., Right. But I almost feel I almost feel as though I need to reach. If you can imagine, you've got a scale of a hundred down to zero, and hundred being you know um, utopia and zero being mm-hmm. the bottom. I feel as though I'm about thirty, and I feel as though I need to reach the bottom before I can go back up. I've almost accepted I need to fall to the bottom. I need to accept things are going to be bad for a while before I can turn it around. And I just want to ask you, how do I break that? Break that train of thought that's the right word the right way of thinking about it Hmm. rather than go to zero just go straight back up to 40 to 50 to 60 absolutely yeah the the idea that you have to continue to suffer and you have to have you know i I talk about that in the film actually in the shift Uh, i don't know if you've seen that we're going to send send one to you and we'll send another one to you then um but the the idea that we have to suffer in order to uh 
in order to advance, I think is, is, is just a myth. Uh, I do speak about falls, and most of the time the falls that we have in our life uh, uh, provide us with the energy to, uh, to propel ourselves to higher and higher places. So all of these falls that you've just described, uh, the breakup of, you know, your old relationship, the, I don't understand why you won't be allowed to see your child. What, what is that about? Is, uh, is that um, her decision? Her decision, basically, she wants us to be together as a couple, and I know we're not. I've, I've, you know, I, I quit my job to be with her. I moved in with her. She, she lives 100 miles away from where I live, and right. I've offered my entire life for my friends, my family, everything to be with her. Um, but she wouldn't let me phone my friends. She wouldn't let me even leave her house. Um, it, she, you know, it was, it was well, I hate to use the word, manipulation to the nth degree. Mm-hmm. Um, she's just a very insecure person, and I, I, I've sent her love. Well, I think I've sent her love. I, I probably could send them all up, to be honest. Um, yeah, you, that, there's. I, I can hear. I can feel resentment in there when you use the word manipulation and so on, and which is what I can. It probably is a manipulation, but I would suggest first of all, because we only have a few minutes, I would suggest that you that you um, want the, the want the peace that you want for yourself. You know, this peace that you want, which is what you're really saying. You're not at peace. Um, you're all skelter, mm-hmm. uh, helter skelter all over the place. Uh, you know, you got anxiety about your relationship, about your job, about where you live, about you know all of these kind of things. Want the peace that you want for yourself. Uh, want it first of all more for her than you do for you, for you, and also for your child. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so so begin to see your child. How old is your child? She's one years old on Friday. And and have you ever seen her? Yeah, I, I, up until about five weeks ago, I had a period of six, seven weeks. She let me see her. Um, uh-huh. And again, it, then again, it got to the point where she wanted me to commit to being a couple. And I said, we can't do that because we're not right together. Then she stopped, she pulled it away again. It's like she yeah, but me see, see her. You know, you, you know what? The, the truth of it is, Andy, you are a couple. Uh, you, you know, and it's like... <laughs> You're probably more obsessed with how that gets defined because for you, it sounds to me like the word couple means uh, means a certain kind of thing. It means uh, that you're going to be there, you're going to be living in the same place, you're going to be sharing, maybe getting married, whatever it might be. Um, mm-hmm. But the fact is that, you know, when you have a child with someone and you stay in that, <clears throat> in that person's life, <clears throat> you, uh, you are a couple. Uh, it, the, the, it's just the, 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 what you have to define is how, how you're going to couple in life. And if you could just relax a little bit about that and not see it as threatening and fearful and uh, you're not right for her, you must in some way be right. In God's eyes, you've got to be right. My goodness, you created life together. Uh, and you have a daughter that, uh, that needs to see her father. And I yeah. think that putting, putting her uh, and, and the, the, the mother of your child putting them in a place so that it, that has exceptionally high priority um, I, I, I rather than having to define the relationship the way you're defining it and the way you know it, it sounds like what that feels like for you uh, being fulfilling what she would like it feels like you're gonna feel manipulated you're with the wrong person you don't you're not going to like that 
But you don't have to use those kind of, you don't even have to define it that way for yourself. You can just simply say, we are a couple. I intend to stay a couple with you. You're going to be in my life for the rest of my life. My daughter is going to be in my, I'm going to support her. I'm going to provide for her. I'm going to take care of her. Uh, and I'm going to love both of you uh, to the exact degree that I'm, I'm pos- that's possible for me. And if I can't do it, I'm going to ask God to help me to do that. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you'll have to be, you know, controlled and uh, manipulated and all of the stuff that you fear in that relationship. And if you let yourself love these two human beings uh, in a way that you probably don't allow yourself to now because you're afraid that that's going to tie you down in some way or fence you in in some way, if you can get rid of the fear of if you can get rid of the fear of the fences and get rid of the identification of what it means to be her partner and just partner up with her and just tell her we are partners and I love you and I love my daughter and we're going to make this thing work at the highest level we can and we're going to do that one day at a time. I think you're going to be able to make that thing work. I really do. So uh, let's head to West Palm, which is actually up the road from my uh, hometown of Fort Lauderdale. My son lives there. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe she knows him. This is Ivana (laughs) on Line 6 in West Palm and thanks for calling the show today. Hi. Hi. Uh, first, I want to really just thanks for the all the great advice. Love your books, your CDs. It's like it's a Bible, you know. Oh, it really, really so helps. No, thank you, thank you, oh, thanks for yeah, taking my call. You're very welcome. What's on your mind today, beautiful? Where are you from? <laughs> what? I, what's that accent? I, are you? Let me guess. Peru. I'm from Brazil. Oh, Brazil. Oh, that's close. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It is yeah. very close. We're neighbors. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I do enjoy the books. I seem to get them, but somehow I don't see them being applied in my life because the situations, you know, and it's like, okay, I, I read, I think I get it, but I don't know how to really apply it, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of like prosperity, you know, and breaking the patterns, you know, it's like I keep going to the same places and I'm like, okay, why, you know, I really can get it, why I keep going to the same circumstances, you know. Hmm. Well, we all do that. It's uh, it's a common practice that uh, because those are what we call memes. Uh, these are these, uh, I don't know if you've read Excuses Be Gone, but I talk a lot about this, you know, how do you change your lifelong thinking habits? Um, and you have to coax them down the stairs uh, one step at a time, as, as Mark Twain said. Um, the, the idea of being able to create prosperity or more happiness or to end the kinds, of, uh, the kinds of circumstances that you find yourself getting into because of, the, of uh, you know, meeting the same kinds of people, running into the same kind of roadblocks, uh, having the same kind of obstacles, uh, there comes a time when you just you just go within and you just say, I'm no longer interested in attracting those kinds of things any longer. This is not where, where I am. And, and instead, of, uh, instead of trying to make something happen, just remember that you don't need one more thing. Is it Ivana? Ivana, yes. Ivana. You don't need one more thing to happen in order for you to be able to, fe- to be at peace, to be feeling blissful to be happy, to feeling prosperous. You don't need anything else. The idea that you need something else in order for you to be happy is, uh, is sort of an insane idea because, uh, you know, you, you can make that choice now, today. And the only time that you get to live it is, uh, you know, is in this moment. So my suggestion to you is to start to use your imagination in a way that's going to work for you 
rather than work against you. All of the things that you were saying to me, you know, just as you were hinting about them, are reflections of deeply held uh, beliefs that you can't really change your life, you know. And um, and I and if you if you have a knowing inside of you that you absolutely can change your life, and that you absolutely can attract the right people into it, and that the only ticket that you have for doing that is your imagination, is in your thoughts, and if you go in your thoughts to where you want your life to be, and how you want prosperity to show up, and how you want your relationships to be, and how you want your health to be, or whatever. And you always go there and you begin to, I've said it many times, assume the feeling of that wish fulfilled. Um, Experience that in your body. And then every time it comes up, always go to the place in your imagination where you've already created what you want and begin to live from that. That's, to me, the great secret of making it all happen. You live from that place rather than hoping that it will someday come to you. And that your imagination is your, and your thoughts are your, are your, uh, they're, they're your ticket to prosperity. They're your ticket to health. You're, they're your ticket to happiness. And and what you're doing is you're looking at the things that are showing up and saying, it's not working, instead of saying, in my mind, I'm where I want to be. I'm living from that place. And contentment is, is, my, is, is the, you know, it's the reward that I get for it. Give me an example of, of uh, what it is that you uh, ha- have not been able to attract, but, um, you know, even though you know, you know the right words. Okay. I, I do a lot of affirmations, low hey, uh, do a lot of the, the workshops, you know. And then mm-hmm. I come to see, like, I keep getting sick, you know, mm-hmm. for example. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay, I believe in health, you know. I don't mm-hmm. believe in excuse. Like, what's mani- mm-hmm. what is this manifesting? What's telling me, you know? Mm-hmm. What kind of sick? What kind of sick? Like cold, flus, like, you know, like anything like that. I'm like, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. what's wrong? You know, I take care of myself and everything. But I know uh, your body is an expression of your, your mind and also your spiritual manifestation, you know, of your feel. So. Yeah, but when these things, when the sniffling comes in and when the cold symptoms show up and all of that, what, what do you immediately do? What does your mind immediately do when that happens? Oh, no, again, yeah, you know. Yeah, there it is again. And so what you've done is you've, you've put yourself into a, uh, you know, your whole body is now, instead of assuming the feeling of the wish being fulfilled that, and the wish that is to not be sick, that wish, the wish to f- experience wellness, what you immediately do is in your body you assume the feeling of the wish not being fulfilled and say, oh, no, here it comes again. It's going to get worse. Uh, I'm going to have to go to the doctor. I'm going to have to take medication. I'm not going to feel well. Uh, and if you were to shift all of that and, and go in your imagination to how you want this illness to play out in your life and then assume the feeling of that wish fulfilled, I, I'm going to feel great. This is just a temporary thing. I don't do colds. This is something that's going to pass. I'm not going to pay attention to it. I'm not going to announce it to other people. I'm not going to focus on it. Uh, you know, and I'm also going to take care of myself and, and so on and, and, and assume that feeling of that wish fulfilled in you. And every time the thought of this illness came in, you would go in your imagination to your state of wellness instead of your, instead of your state of anguish and frustration, you would begin to see that your body starts to react to, uh, to those kinds of thoughts instead of the thoughts of here it happens again and poor me. And hey, I deal with it all the time. And I, I mean, you're much younger than I am. I'm 69 years old and I have stuff thrown at me all the time. The middle of the night last night, I had a sneezing, coughing, uh, 
you know, runny nose, kind of crazy fit, something. I don't even know where it came from. But I made, when it happened, I got up, got some Kleenex, blew my nose. And then when I got up this morning, went into the ocean, told myself that this isn't something that I'm, you know, I've got a radio show to do. I'm not going to have this kind of thing. And it was uh, it was just a temporary thing, probably just a little a little something that, uh, you know, was just passing through. It just depends on your on, on how you're you know, what you say to yourself about it. And do you then get, start to worry and get frustrated and get anxious? And it's true about everything, Ivana. It's true about everything. Keep yourself, don't, you know, you've got to, in The Course in Miracles, one of my favorite lines in The Course in Miracles says, infinite patience produces immediate results. You know, it, it, and infinite patience means that what I want to have show up in my life is not only going to show up, it's already here. Where is it? It's in my mind. If it's in my mind, that's how I create things in my life, and I'm going to stay there instead of giving up on it. No, I, okay? I, com- I completely agree. It's, I do the Curse and Miracles as well, too. It's, it's, do you? it's amazing. Mm-hmm. I do. But, you know, it's like every time I go one, like I go to a great seminar, you know, and I, wow, mm-hmm. it's so good. First thing when I do when I come back, I usually get sick. And I'm like, okay, it's becoming a pattern. Every time I go and do a good thing like that, mm-hmm. I come back and I feel like something would help, you know. I just realized mm-hmm. this this weekend. Yeah. Like, I think I need yeah, to work. See, yeah, so it's like when you return to the environment, when you turn back to the environment where you go back to the old habits, that's the kind of thing that happens. I, I would also, something is telling me uh, to tell you a little bit about sugar. How much sugar do you eat? Not much. I'm not much into sugar. No? Sweets no. and things like that and, and lots of bre- breads and but, things like that? What? Not really sugar. I like a lot of carbs, unfortunately, yeah. but not really. Yeah, to become sugar anyway, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what is your weight? Are you the weight you want to be? No, I am overweight. How much? Like around probably a hundred pounds. Okay, so what we've got here, and I could just sense this that uh, that your body is is really protesting, and the way that your body protests is with sickness and so on. Get yourself into shape, dear. Get yourself into shape. Make that kind of commitment right now. A uh, hundred pounds—that's a whole Backstreet Boy. You got to lose them. Okay, um, mm-hmm. you've, you've got to get rid of, uh, of that and and. Begin in your imagination to see yourself looking and feeling and uh, being uh, the per. See, you came w- you came from well being. You didn't come from a hundred pounds overweight. You didn't come from one ounce overweight. Where you no. came from was the perfect weight, and you have allowed yourself to go to this place within yourself and and use this ex- excess weight that you're carrying around. You don't have to do that anymore. This this phone call was your shift. Um, you know what you have to do now. Begin to see, and I suggest to you that sugar is your problem. Uh, if you're talking carbs, there's an enormous amount of sugar in most of the carbs that you're you're eating. Become conscious. Uh, get a hold of uh, the the Belly Fat Cure by uh, Jorge Cruz. I, th- I think it's just coming out now. It's a Hay House book. If it isn't, you'll have it there quickly. And um, and begin. And, and right now, when you where are you? Are you at home right now? I am at home. Yes. Do you have children? No. Okay, so you're home alone. What I want you to do when you hang up the phone, will you commit to this? Yes, I will. Okay, when you commit to this, I want you to well, hang up the phone, and I want you to go walk for a mile. Okay. okay. I want you okay. to start that as soon as you hang up this phone, or as soon as the show is over. At uh, you know, at five, It'll be 5 o'clock your time. Uh, I want you to go for a one-mile walk, okay? And I'd like you okay. to do it as bris- briskly as you can. Okay, and I'd like you to do that. I'd like you to just be, make that a daily practice, just now. 
and, and just start that process, okay? All right, thank you. And, and, and you'll see your sickness, and you'll see yourself looking in the mirror, because when you look in the mirror right now, Yvonne, you don't like what you see, do you? Not much. Yeah, yeah. So you got to start doing that, because, I mean, you are divine. You're a piece of God. God didn't create you to be carrying around an, an extra 100 pounds. Uh, God created you to be in a, in a space of, of health and, and peace and joy and service to others. Okay? So today, 5 o'clock, you're going to do that? I will, yes. Okay, one mile briskly. Okay, you Thanks. call in next week. All right, sweetheart. This is your kickstart. I'm kicking you right in the rear end. Get out there and get going, okay? Okay, thank you. God bless you, sweetheart. Namaste. To find out more about Dr. Wayne Dyer or any other Hay House author, please visit hayhouse.com. Thank you for listening.